What you think, you see, and you ultimately become. Think better, live better. Welcome to the Think Better, Live Better podcast. We're your hosts, Mark and Angel Chernoff, New York Times bestselling authors and creators of the popular blog, Mark and Angel Hack Life. Today's episode is titled, Choose Yourself Today, Seven Hard Choices That Will Make You Happier. It is what it is. Accept it, learn from it, and grow from it. It doesn't matter what you've done. What truly matters is what you do from here. And what you need to remember right now is that you can't heal yourself in the same exact environment where you got sick. You need to surround yourself with situations and people that push you to heal and grow. Less drama, less mess. Because the truth is, you won't always be a priority to others or to the world's agenda at large. And that's why you need to be a priority to yourself. Learn to respect yourself take care of yourself, and become your own support system. Your needs matter. Start meeting them. Don't wait on others to choose you. Choose yourself today. Choose to live your life today, not as a bystander, not as a prisoner to the old environments and beliefs that sometimes keep you stuck, but to instead live as an active participant engaged in the new possibilities in front of you. That's your choice. Your choice. You are choosing right now. Number one, choose an attitude that moves you forward. The Greek philosopher Epictetus said it perfectly more than 2,000 years ago. People are not disturbed by things that happen to them, but by the principles and opinions which they form concerning those things. When we are hindered or disturbed or grieved, let us never attribute it to others, but to ourselves that is, to our own principles and opinions. In other words, a peaceful and mentally strong person is not someone who's always in a good situation, but rather someone who always has a good attitude in every situation. Regardless of what you're going through, it's about choosing. Will I allow this to upset me? Will I choose to make this bad or good? Will I choose to stay or walk away? Will I choose to yell or whisper? Will I choose to react or take time to mindfully respond. When our course students come to us feeling down about a life situation they can't control, we typically start by reinforcing the hard truth. Sometimes changing your situation is absolutely impossible or simply not possible soon enough. You can't get a new job in an instant. You can't make someone else change against his or her will. And you certainly can't erase the past. But you can always choose an attitude that moves you forward. And doing so will help you change things from the inside out and ultimately allow you to grow beyond the struggles that you can't control. Number two, choose to focus only on today. No matter what's happening, you can resourcefully fight the battles of just one day. It's only when you add the battles of those two time-bending eternities, yesterday and tomorrow, that life gets overwhelmingly intense and complicated. Except that it's not the experience of today that holds you back and drives you mad, but the regret and resentment about something that happened yesterday or the fear and dread of what tomorrow might bring, but probably won't. It's necessary then to let yourself live just one day at a time, just today, just right here, right now. 
And this same strategy applies to your goals too. They don't need to be so darn grandiose and convoluted that they frighten you. If your goals excite you and are broken down into manageable chunks, you'll be compelled to move forward with them. If they are based on what brings meaning into your life, not just what you think you should do, working on them will flow easier into each day. Number three, choose to take the next step. It really only takes a small shift every day that over time amounts to enormous change. People don't suddenly heal and start living their ideal life overnight. Their daily rituals, which are tiny steps, play a massive role in making it possible for them to create the life they sincerely want to live. You can choose to develop daily rituals that point you in the direction of creating your ideal life or rituals that keep you firmly anchored to your present situation. Make the decision, make the commitment, then take the next tiniest step forward in the direction you choose to go. Honestly, that's all life is. Tiny positive steps that you take moment by moment. And then one day you look back and it all adds up to something worthwhile. Something that's often far better and a lot different than what you would imagine when you began your journey. Number four, choose to take things less personally. After a couple decades of intentional soul searching, I finally figured out that there's absolutely no benefit to holding on to anger, resentment, or any of those close cousins. Truthfully, I would not be the human being I am today if it weren't for each and every life experience I've had. And the same is true for you. Screwing up, making mistakes, and letting people down occasionally isn't wrong. It's being human. When I realized this truth and accepted it, I opened my awareness to the fact that not everything, or perhaps even anything, that anyone else ever does is about me. Think about the last time you were unkind to someone. Was it because of them or because of you? Perhaps you were just having a bad day at the time, right? Truth be told, if someone hurts you, chances are they have been hurt themselves. So do your very best to never take anything too personally. Don't let vain insults get into your heart. Most human beings can only give others what they have received themselves. All of your actions and intentions should come from a place of love, but not everyone will be loving in return. And that's perfectly okay. Number five, choose to create healthy space for yourself away from the sources of negativity. It doesn't matter if it's your dad, your sister, cousin, friend, or coworker that's spewing negativity at you. If they are bringing you down on a daily basis, you need to spend less time with them. No, it doesn't mean you have to exile them from your life. It simply means you can choose to carve out time away from them to reclaim some positivity and sanity for yourself. There's a big difference between accepting that someone's negative actions or behavior is born from a place of anxiety or insecurity versus excusing their behavior entirely and therefore enabling it to continue relentlessly in your life. We don't have to condone a person's negative behavior toward us, even though we may be compassionate, loving, and understanding in its origins. At some point, we all have to be accountable for our own well-being. And quite honestly, if someone decides to lash out at you again and again, you're not obligated to be a punching bag. Also, keep in mind that differing opinions are part of life and relationships. But when we come across people who are intent on delivering harsh criticism from the sidelines, sometimes we just have to tell ourselves that we may not be doing it perfectly in their eyes. But hey, at least we're stepping up and doing it. At least we're getting up showing up, walking into that darn arena every day and turning to, the, to face the crowd and just shouting, you know, here I am, I'm trying my best. I'm a work in progress and I'm okay with it. 
Number six, choose to seek support only from the right sources. Think for a moment. If you were craving pizza, would you go to a Japanese sushi bar? No, because you know they don't serve pizza at a Japanese sushi bar. In fact, they wouldn't even have the right ingredients to make a pizza, even if they were willing to customize a special order for you. If you really wanted pizza, you would simply go to an Italian restaurant that serves it, right? Now think about the people you go to when you're craving support, reassurance, guidance, healthy feedback, or simply a loving, listening ear. Do you go to the people who are consistently able to dish out what you are hungry for? Or do you go to the people who don't have what you need on their menu and thus find yourself endlessly discouraged and disappointed? Bottom line, it's time to align your hunger with where you dine. Number seven, choose to be okay with not being perfectly okay. Even though it's true that life's challenges make us stronger, and that it will be okay eventually, it's not always okay right now. And sometimes that's all we can feel when we're in the midst of a terribly tough time. Sometimes not being okay is all we can register inside our tired brains and aching hearts. And this feeling is normal. This emotion is human. And accepting this can feel like a small weight lifted. The truth is, it's not okay when someone you care about is no longer living and breathing and giving their amazing gifts to the world. It's not okay when Everything falls apart and you're buried deep in the wreckage of a life you had not planned for. It's not okay when the bank account is nearly at zero with no clear sign of a promising income opportunity. It's not okay when someone you trusted betrays you and breaks your heart. It's not okay when you're emotionally drained to the point that you can't even get yourself out of bed in the morning. It's not okay when you're engulfed in failure or shame or grief like you've never known before. Whatever your tough times consist of, sometimes... It's just not okay right now. And that, again, is more than okay for the moment. Yes, I'm suggesting to try your hardest to be perfectly okay with not being perfectly okay all the time. Because those with the strength to succeed in the long run are the ones who lay a firm foundation of growth with the bricks life has thrown at them. Don't be afraid to fall apart for a little while. Because when it happens, the situation will open an opportunity for you to grow and rebuild yourself into the brilliant human being you are capable of being one brick at a time. Realizing you have a choice is extremely powerful. Realizing that you have the power to interpret the story you are telling yourself can be life-changing. You know, I was adopted when I was young and for a long time in my childhood, I was choosing to believe that I had it tough, that my life shouldn't be like this, that things should be different. Why wasn't I just normal? Why wasn't my life situation normal? And as I've gotten older, I realized that I have the choice. I have the choice to either say that I am the victim and that, oh, um, poor me, look at me, I'm in pain and I struggle and gosh, so many things were stacked up against me. Or I can choose to say all of this hardship that I dealt with in my young childhood has helped create me into who I am today. And so I have that choice. That power is in my hands. So I, 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 I love that we're reminding ourselves that you have the choice. 
you have the choice to to see a situation from two completely different perspectives, but it's in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in your situation specifically, I mean, you know, the adoption was out of uh, necessity based on a, a very abusive situation, which you were born into, didn't have a choice. And so, of course, something like that can feel, right? When something like that happens to our, us, even as a child and we grow into an environment knowing, you know, we grow up into, let's say, awareness, right? Not necessarily adulthood, but even childhood awareness of a situation like that. Um, it can feel like a blow. It can feel like life is not fair. Like, why is this happening to me? Um, but like you said, I mean, it's, it's those situations that ultimately mold us into who we are. I mean, I think half the reason you're so successful in coaching others and helping others today is because of many of the experiences that you went back through as a child, right? And you've gone back through them time and time again, sorting through those situations, going far as to meet your biological mom and like, and really facing uh, a situation that you had truly tried to sweep under the rug for the longest time. Um, And, and so you had this choice of how you were going to cope with that. And what's interesting is that when you were able to cope with it more positively, more optimistically, more accepting of Mm -hmm. what happened, um, it gave you the power to thrive in other areas of your life that were seemingly unrelated to those pain points. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking back on it now, I would say I wouldn't change anything, right? I would keep my life exactly as it was, how it's unraveled. Um, but during that period, I wished it was so much different. Mm. But now I can appreciate what I've gone through and how it's helped mold me into the person I am today, which I'm proud of, right? Um, so I, I think we have the power to choose our perspective and in that alone makes a world of difference. We can either choose to see the pain and feel the pain, right? Because those go hand in hand, or we can choose to see the light and feel the light and feel the joy that also exists. And learning to do that though is a daily ritual, mm-hmm. right? Which is what we just mentioned as well, you know, and it's something that you and I talk about. I mean, it's rituals are peppered throughout our New York Times bestselling book, Getting Back to Happy. I mean, what we choose to focus on daily is incredibly important, you know? And so, I mean, I would also challenge the listeners to take a look at their own daily rituals, right? And, and so, you know, in your example, you're focused on kind of the, the, the victim side of, of your situation. Um, but we all have our rituals. We all have our kind of physical rituals. Like what are we actually doing? And then what are we thinking about? Right there, there, we have those rituals. And so, you know, ask yourself, what is it that you want to change in your life? You know, what's something that that's creating pain in your life? Really think about that. And then ask yourself, what are the rituals? Like, what are you doing or thinking about on a daily basis? That's contributing to that situation. That's taking you one step closer to that situation all the time, like that's keeping that situation in your life. What do you do daily that supports that thing that you really want to change? And then I want you to think, like think about your ideal circumstance. Like what does that look like? You can't change the past, but within the boundaries of reality, like where can you go from here? What does your ideal circumstance look like? And what's a small shift you can make? What's a small ritual that you can implement in your life? that one day at a time takes you from where you are to where you want to be. I think that's something that's really important to realize. And it is a small shift, right? Um, I can tell you this, you know, if, if you're a, a sailboat out on the ocean and you make a one degree shift, your, your sailboat's sailing, right? Across the ocean. And you make just a one degree shift. That's it. 
that sailboat after the course of, you know, a few, few days, a few weeks will end up in a totally different continent based on that one degree shift. And so for all of us, the things we think about, the things that we're doing on a daily basis, like what are the one, what's the one degree shift that we can make um, so that we can start moving in the right direction or at least a different direction mm-hmm. um, from, from where we currently are and, and the things that are driving us mad. Yeah. I mean, we need to choose ourselves if we really want to be happy because we're in control of that. We can't expect external factors to make us happy. We've got to do the inner work um, to make that come true. And we dive deeper into this in our course, our video course, Getting Back to Happy. You can find more information on that at our website, markandangel.com. What you think, you see, you ultimately become. Think better, live better. Live better.